Welcome to another episode of our podcast, the place where we talk about kids' ministry and take a peek behind the scenes. I'm Gabe Baker, and this is where we try to share a little bit of what we learned that works for us, and even those failures that didn't work so well, so hopefully you can avoid them. We release a new episode every Friday, and we will attempt to show the magic or the disaster that happens behind the scenes of our Sunday School each week. So I'm your host, Gabe Baker, and today we have Brother Aaron here. Greetings. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Going good. Good. All right. So you want to introduce today's topic? Sure. Today's topic is cramped creativity. Cramped creativity. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to get some alliteration in there. but <laughs> <laughs> So people will often say that they are not creative. And in the same breath, they look at others in awe, stating that they are you know, so creative. In fact, I'm often accused of being mm. super creative. But really, I, I don't really feel that creative at all. Mm. And so we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, the general view is that some people are blessed, you know, quote, air quotes here again, yep. blessed with creativity. And the rest of us just missed out when God was sending out the creative genes. <laughs> all we got were the Levi's. So <laughs> the premise of what we're planning to talk about here today is that the ingenious creativity that seems so elusive is actually within your reach again you know we want to provide value and so that's kind of the goal it's not to beat anybody up Mm -hmm. and um and it's this podcast is not about bragging or anything right um in fact i think we're going to try to talk about uh, at least one failure today um (laughs) we have so many it's hard to pick from them yeah but i guess one of the first things I, i got a few bullets again and we can just kind of go through if we approach creativity like like I said in that little synopsis, if it's some kind of special, unattainable gift, then it's, I think it's actually kind of almost an excuse. Yeah. It's a way to cop out. It is a way to cop out. You you view it as, like you said, an unattainable something that you just can't do. And so therefore you don't even try. You just view it as something that they're doing. Right. And you never say, hey, we can do that. So you don't even try. Yeah. And and if somebody is in the seat that, you know, in the spot and they can, yeah. then often we don't we don't try because of that. It's like, well, yeah. they got it. Mm-hmm. They they can do it. Yeah. Um and and I think we're going to talk about some of the staffing in a little bit, but yeah. we can do a lot more than what we think we can. Absolutely. There's a song that I want to learn. And I started I want to learn how to do it on the guitar. I don't play guitar at all. Zero. Zilch. I know, um, I think I know the C chord mm-hmm. and I think the D chord because it's really easy. <laughs> um, and maybe, I don't know if I can remember G or not. But anyway, so I know uh, like just a couple chords and I think I know what string, the, what the notes are on the strings. Mm-hmm. But I want to learn this this one song. And so I started now. The discipline failed here, not the creativity <laughs> yeah. necessarily. So I, I fell off the wagon. I need to get back on it. But I did start, I you know, YouTube. Absolutely. I got on YouTube and I started, I watched how to do the chords. And of course, you know, the big issues, dead chords, you know, dead strings when mm-hmm. on guitar. And so yeah. I, was, that, I was working on that, getting blisters and everything. This was like, you know, with two days. <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, I and so... I guess that's just an example of like, I'm not a guitar player at all, Mm -hmm. not taking any lessons, not even trying to be a guitar player. Yeah. But this song is like really rocky on the guitar. Yeah. So I want to learn that. Um, And I still do. But um, I think that anything can be 
figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can. And it takes, we're going to talk about this too, but it takes just start doing it. Just and start stay doing with it. it. Exactly. It takes hard work. I do want to acknowledge there are people that are talented. Sure. Okay. I remember a long time ago, Pastor Burgess, our pastor, mm-hmm. telling me, uh, we were talking about a particular individual that was in our church. They're not in our church now. Um, that was very talented on a particular instrument. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be vague, so <laughs> give it away. And so they were very talented, but they never worked at it. They just came in, walked yes. in, picked up the instrument. Mm-hmm. And what he said was that they would probably only reach a certain level. Absolutely. Because they're not used to working hard. Mm-hmm. Versus the person that has to, like, well, I mean, I'm not there, but yeah. the person like me that, that is trying to pick up a guitar doesn't yep. know how and has to work. You know, I used to, a long time ago, play drums. I haven't picked up a drum stick in a long time, but used to play drums. And I I wasn't, like your brother is a very good drum player. Very good. Natural talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and just picked it up. Natural sense of timing. I yeah. didn't have any of that. But I played minimum two hours a day. Yeah. Absolutely. I would play, and I was uh, I was a teenager. I started working when I was a teenager yeah. in construction. And so I was working, but I would get up and I would play. And so two hours a day, sometimes more, because I had to work and work hard at it. Yeah. I hear voices. Uh-oh. Do you hear voices? I, Hopefully, no, the, no, I don't. Hopefully <laughs> the mic's not picking those up. I hear them outside the window. So on that, I, I really feel that if someone is in that mode to where they just – and I have fallen into this. I've just been blessed with a natural ear. And I, at times, have our music director will send out a song. Or even when I was a music director years and years ago, I'd hear a song. And I'm like, oh, I can play that. And I'd, I would literally, this is terrible. I would listen to a song one time and I would type out the chords because we didn't have all this fancy stuff now. <laughs> Unless you bought a book offline, it took a couple weeks to get here. Um, yeah. I would listen to it and type it out. And I wouldn't even touch it or look at it or think about it until Thursday night. Oh, man. Because it was, and we'd get through it okay. Yeah. Because I had the talent. But hard work (laughs) will always beat out that kind of talent. If I would have sat down and figured out every part, wrote out note by note, wrote out the chords correctly, it'd be 10 times easier and 10 times better. Yeah. Just just with hard work. You know, that reminds me, I'm going to steal this, but I'm going to give credit. Uh, So, John Maxwell, uh, one of my... One of my top favorite authors. Mm-hmm. I heard him on a podcast recently, <clears throat> and he was saying he was talking about speaking, public speaking, and he said those that are really gifted at public speaking, he said um, they can wing it. They can walk up oh, to yeah. you know the yeah. podium or the pulpit or whatever <clears throat> the the um, environment is. They can walk up and they can wing it. He said, and they can do really well. Mm-hmm. And he said, those that are really gifted, they'll be in the top 20%. Yeah. And, of course, he's on the world stage. And so yeah. that's what he's talking about is the world stage. And he said, they'll be in the top 20%. But he said, you take that same gifted person that prepares oh, man. and doesn't wing it. He said, they're in the top 2%. Easy. And he said, the top 2% rule the world. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's powerful because so – we have our talents and our, our niche, you know, or niche, however you want to say it. But if we can just not take it for granted, Absolutely. you know, and I, I'm guilty. I take it for granted. Yep. Here's an example. Or here's one of my failures, my shortcomings is I can write. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm uh, maybe maybe I'm talented in that. I'm not like just incredible, and I need to write a book maybe and try it. Yeah, I haven't written one, but mm-hmm. but I write these scripts every single week. Yeah, I write scripts, and they're um, our scripts are not uh, with dialogue and lines. They're bullet pointed scripts, but they're scripts nonetheless. <clears throat> So here's the thing is I can whip one out. We have practice on at 8.30 on Sunday morning. I get here about 7.45 usually every morning. And I can actually whip out a script yeah. in that time frame. Mm-hmm. But it's not as good as when I sit down yes. and I spend an hour. Saturday. Yeah, and I, I, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I, I spend the time to make the script really good, mm-hmm. detailed. Think about it a little bit and give, you know, give it some time. Like, especially if it's a week ahead of time, at least, then when you're thinking about that throughout the day and you see something and you're like, oh, and that reminds you. Yeah, that'll fit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just like, I I suppose, just like a message. Absolutely. Okay. I did have a question for you because you're, um, so those that don't know, I'm going to embarrass Aaron a little bit here. Turning red already. He's our... (laughs) He's our music guy. More than that, he does he does so much more than that. But he's so talented in music. Um, he plays, I think, every instrument. In fact, I remember years ago, somebody at the school was learning violin. They brought their violin because they were trying to figure something out. And Brother Aaron had never touched a violin in his life, picked it up, started playing it. Well, I think it's like this. <laughs> so there is sometimes when it just makes you want to spit on people. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here's a question for you. When you, um, so you've written some stuff, yeah, some I songs, have. I have. and I don't know if this has anything to do with uh, what we're talking about really, but it's just a question I, I, I'm curious. So when you're writing a song, do you come up with the tune first or the lyric? Oh man. So the few songs that I have wrote, it is tune first. Tune first. Okay. <clears throat> yes, I will. In fact, <laughs> I'm not going to play them right now, but I've got notes on my phone and I've got audio clips of me. I'm just going to do one right now okay, of me doing. Um, okay. This is not one of them. Of me going da 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 two three four da 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 or whatever. Yeah. And it's like it's just this tune dropped in my head, and I and if I've learned if you don't write it down, it's going to go away. So um, I yeah. typically get tunes first, and then I kind of go from. When I was trying to write years ago, trying to write music, then I would go like the feeling of the song. If it was something slow and dramatic, I'd try to make the the message more deep, more worshipful. Yeah. If it was more energetic, I'd try to do it more of a praise style, just engaging and, and uplifting. Um, but definitely tune first. Okay. Well, we heard the da-da-da-da, so this yep. is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the debut. We're going to come out with a song. <laughs> Coming uh, out November 1st. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was curious. I asked that question a long time ago in a, in a music. Um, I was at a music conference uh, several years ago, and um, a pretty popular guy in Pentecost, unfortunately, mm. has backslid now. But I asked him the same question, and he he made me feel good by saying it was a really good question. But he uh, kind of was back and forth for him. Yeah, and um, so I anyway, that's just kind of. I, I think that with me. <clears throat> I'm not um, nearly, you know, musically talented really at all. But I think that for me, it would be, I think it would be tune because I, I, uh, 
I like music. Yeah, you've got the ear. Yeah, and I, I think I would. I but then there's I'm really analytical. Yeah. <laughs> so I could also see the part of me saying, you know, okay, what's this song going to be about? Yeah. And you know what? What <laughs> you know? How can I? Uh, Make it rhyme or whatever. Yeah, whatever see the people. <laughs> yeah, so the people that have like this poem wrote out and they write all these lyrics out. And then they tried. I've had people bring things to me. In oh, fact, yeah. Like I'm talking like verse, chorus, verse two, chorus, bridge. In their mind, they have no tune to it. And they just have the oh. They wow. just have lyrics. Oh, this has happened okay. several times, and they're like, "Hey, can you put music to this?" Well, that's really difficult because you can get the idea of the from the words of what they're wanting to say, but like the emotional side of it and the, how they, it's just, it doesn't work. I've always had trouble doing that with people. And and we've, we've worked together and we've done a few different things, but it's never the same as your own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's something that would be interesting. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. Maybe we'll do a live collaboration and write a song. (laughs) I I think we should do that sometime. That'd be kind of cool. So we're getting a little bit off track, but actually with that, um, I do, I do want to mention this. Years ago, several years ago, we did, um, I think it was a space theme or something. Mm-hmm. And you did write a song. It wasn't a song that we produced or anything. Oh, man. But you wrote a song and it was like overnight. Yeah. Uh, the Breath of Life. That's what it was. Oh, my Lord. Do you remember I that? I don't remember that. That's oh, terrible. It was, uh, it was hilarious is what it was. <laughs> it was like this. I don't know. I don't know if it was a rap tune, but we were all sitting in Pastor Burgess's office mm-hmm. and Saturday night. People should prepare more than that. But <laughs> um, Pastor was going to help in Sunday school. He did help in Sunday school. Oh, okay. It's coming and back. this is when we almost drowned Brother Keach. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> do you I remember do we had a wet yes. spot in the carpet for weeks? For weeks, yes. Yeah. Um, so we tried to down Brother Keach with uh, – we, we waterboarded him. Yes, like straight up waterboarded him. <laughs> but you wrote – he was like, okay, well, write a song. And so he was like basically just – that's what he gave you is yeah, write a song. song. Okay. So you're over in the corner of the <laughs> office writing a song while we're trying to figure out some skit. And uh, and we came out – I remember – I don't remember exactly – I just remember the breath of life, you know. <laughs> but I don't remember – there's actually a tune. Yeah, and okay. It's words. Kind of, it, I'll yeah. have to. I'll have to really think because it is coming back. Yeah, and so it was kind of, and I guess that's another thing about you know is uh, our next bullet point is constraints. Actually, that's not our next one, but we're skip to it. Yeah, constraints force creativity. Absolutely. Well, you were constrained with time. Yeah. And, and my pastor you telling me what to do. I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So constraints absolutely put can seemingly force creativity in some ways because, for example. Um, like a room size. Like if you have a, uh, I'm thinking like set design and set up takedown. Like if you have to share a room with a school oh, yeah. or set up takedown, that can absolutely put constraints on creativity. But I think at the same time, it does force creativity because you you have to be creative in that moment. Right. Like you have to figure out what works and, and yeah, solution. solution, establish uh, people to set up takedown. I mean, I remember we were using the fellowship hall in the old building before we got this building, the, the metal building, yep. school building. We had to take up a sit down Saturday night, right? Yeah, Saturday night we had a crew for like an hour and a half up. or so. Yeah, it took a it was, long time. I remember, yeah, it, it was a crew that came. I uh, didn't very often have to come. I was part of the uh, creation, creative, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the creation of it, mm-hmm. and then um, we were really blessed to have staff that 
would take care of it. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have to be here every time I was mm-hmm. here. I was here often, but yeah. not every time, but yeah. And then, and then basically we had our whole staff pretty much would right after Sunday school, we'd start taking down and yep. store it. Yeah. In fact, we did a pirate theme down there, yeah, we which, which we're in right now. We're yeah. in a pirate theme. So when we did a pirate theme down there, we actually had, so we, we bounced back and forth from, because of the storyline that we're doing for the theme, we have pirate ship and Navy ship. Yes. And so we actually had, we had our ship like wall. Yeah. It, it was like the sidewall in the back of the ship. Mm-hmm. And then we had like these railings that we clamp on. Yeah. One rail was a, a pirate rail mm-hmm. and it was like orangish color. Yeah. And then the same thing for the floor. We had uh, OSB sheeting. Yeah. We would lay down on the carpet. One side was painted orange. Yeah. And that was the pirate ship. And then yeah. like the next Sunday or whatever, if we yeah. were in a Navy ship, those would come out and we'd lay them on the other side. They were painted gray. Yeah. And we had painted these big, I don't know, three inch bolt heads. Yeah. Look, you know, they look like bolt heads on them. And that was the Navy ship. And then we had a different railing. Like a, I think it was that uh, chrome silver spray paint. Yes. That we used for the rail. So. And, and so that was clamped on. But yeah, so we had to be, <laughs> that was pretty creative. Very creative. Yeah. I remember, and it was not a very big room. I think we made that room feel huge, It though. felt huge. <laughs> I remember one Sunday, I, we were coming in, and there was a parent. It was a visitor, and it was a gentleman. He came in, and he, like, kind of turned on his heel and walked out <laughs> quickly. And I was like, I wanted to catch him and find you know, Yeah, I didn't know if something was wrong or whatever. So, I just I was like, hey, how's it going? Are uh, you taking off? And And he's like, Oh, I'm going to get my wife. She has got to see this. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. All right. In fact, this is off subject, but I remember doing youth there, and you had mapped out. Um, this is the analytical side of, of Brother Gabe here. He had mapped out the entire fellowship hall, and I think you did it like a one by one square, right? When we did our oh. mazes. Oh yes. We tacked up like yes. what this queen or something to the ceiling. Yeah. And we had mazes and I helped make several of them. And I remember during youth night with fog machines and lights and music blaring, I got lost so many times <laughs> yeah. and I helped build the thing. <laughs> and it was in that same small room and that's it worked awesome. so and well. It felt huge it when felt you did the maze. Huge. Yeah, yeah. So that's I guess uh just a quick tip. If if you're able to, now mm-hmm. this is gonna uh, ruin your ceiling. So make sure you have permission. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll there's have probably other ways to do it, but we, we have done so many different mazes with, um, plastic. Yeah. So you go to Home Depot, buy a roll of plastic and cut it into, you know, we did height. usually eight feet yeah. is what the height of the ceiling was. And, um, we did two foot hallways pretty close to that. Yeah. Draw it all out and then just tack it to the ceiling. Yeah. And uh, you can make some awesome, it was awesome. mazes. So yeah. we haven't done that in a long time. It's been a long Man. time. <laughs> of course, we don't have any eight foot ceilings anymore. I, I know, and we can't tack into them anymore. No, <laughs> um, I, I always had a dream of making a mobile maze, that like would be where awesome. you could change it. Yeah, uh, I have an idea on how to do that, like a grid system on the Better ceiling. Better patent it. Yeah. Somebody's going to now. Yeah, somebody's going to get it now. <laughs> All the thousands of people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Okay, we are uh, running out of time quickly. So, um, so creative things and works that you see, you know, I mean, sometimes when we say that we're talking about paintings or something, but I'm mm-hmm. talking about like, if you see, uh, well, we t- kind of talked about music just now. Mm-hmm. If you hear a song, 
if you see a cool set design, we, we like cool set designs here. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Or even I would say like, let's say like an action sequence mm-hmm. in a, in a stage play. Yeah. When you see this kind of thing and you're just like, wow, that was incredible. It can all be reverse engineered. Absolutely. Welcome to my life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, I, I get accused of being creative and maybe I have some of that in me now, but I reverse engineer stuff. I'm like, that's so cool. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. How and and I try to figure. It's like taking a magic trick and trying to figure out how do they, how does that work? Yeah. And so I feel like um, everything can be reverse engineered. Everything can. And like so, from my viewpoint with music, <clears throat> again, this is dating myself, but back before you could like, again, buying like full album music sheets and you had to have them shipped to your house and it took forever. You couldn't just jump on, you know, I don't even know what websites are out there now, but just download the music right away or find it. Yeah. We had to sit down and like start, pause, start, pause. What chord is that? And figure it out. And I remember so many times, even with the the talent that I did and blessed with is I would say things like somebody would mention a song and I would make the statement that is too hard. That song's too hard. <laughs> I did that all the time. And Pastor Burr just really through his example Showed me, no, no, no. We're going to break it down exactly what you said. Reverse engineer it, and we're going to take it chord by chord. Yeah. If you don't know the chord, figure it out. Look it up online. If you don't know what a, you know, fill in the blank chord is, look it up. Right. And we broke, break things down note by note, chord by chord. And uh, if you do it that way, anybody can do it. Yeah. And now that research, like, oh, it's like huge. you said about dating yourself, that research is so much easier It's now. here. And you can, yeah. and you can simplify it. You can get on like, I'm not even going to start naming websites, but you can get on some websites that they'll have the simplified chords. You might not have a fabulous music team that can play all this funky stuff just by hearing it, but you can simplify it, yeah. break it down, right. make it easy and mm-hmm. then build from there. Try everything and see what sticks. Yes. <laughs> so, Okay, another failure here. So we did our survival quest thing. We just redid it um, not too long ago. But the first time we did our survival quest theme, so we're in a metal building upstairs Mm -hmm. is where our Sunday school is. And it was unfinished for a long time, and we were using it unfinished, So meaning there was no carpet. There was no sheetrock on the walls. It was was framing. We had lighting and stuff like that, but it was uh, basically an unfinished building. Um, and we used it for many years like that. So, um, we did, I used to do a lot of water features. Yeah. And so we did for the survival quest, it, was, it ended up being pretty cool, but we did a full on uh, Creek. It was like a circular, it had an Island in the middle mm-hmm. and it was a full on Creek. And I would say, um, you know, from one side of one run of the Creek, it was roughly a circle. It wasn't a perfect circle yeah. by design. But from one side of it to the other side, like if, if we were talking about the island, probably 20 feet-ish. Sure. And then linear on the creek, I don't know, pr- pretty big, you know, 100 feet or something yeah. going around. So anyway, we did – I put plastic down, just visqueen. It's mm-hmm. like six mil plastic from Home Depot, clear visqueen. Put it down, started putting water in, and – it started leaking and somebody came from downstairs and walking through. And again, it's an unfinished building, but still not ideal. No. And they're like, you got a leak. We'll go downstairs and sure enough, it's just dumping everywhere. But we didn't give up. Yeah. So we tried again, got it 
little bit better, basically made a continuous run of plastic yeah. around. And then we used on the joint. Oh, what we did is we, we put, we kind of hit it with a, it wasn't really a bridge, but it was like shrubbery and stuff. And we went up with the plastic. So there was no water right there. You know? oh, so yeah. we had to seal it off. Yeah. And then, okay. So we got it to work mm-hmm. and then we put in like a few pumps to make it bubble and run. Yeah. And I'm climbing up, building a tree that's like, um, I think it was like 12 feet tall. Mm-hmm. So I'm making this tree. And I got a screw gun and I'm up in the on the ladder. Oh, I drop a screw. <laughs> and imagine like, Boink. you know, this slow motion. The screw no. is turning. <laughs> endo, endo, endo. Shirt off the point goes right in the plastic <laughs> and it starts leaking. Ugh. So third try, third yeah. time's a charm. I got some 15 mil vapor barrier, which oh is a really Lord. thick, heavy duty plastic. Um, so I got that. It's called, uh, it's by Stego if anybody wants to use it. Um, so I got that and then, and it comes with some Stego tape that you can seal oh, up the seams. And that one finally worked. Oh, it yeah. was so difficult. We had to pump all the water out. <laughs> Clean up all the plastic, yeah. get a shop back in there, get fans, dry it out. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, funny thing about that creek, too, is we – I believe it's the same creek we used at our youth conference. We had only been back to Washington for a short time. And when other church, when you check your child into Sunday school, they were given a n- number. Oh, okay. In the yeah, way it for would, our youth conference. Yeah. Yes, for a youth conference. So, that way, if your kid falls or cries, a number will flash on the screen. You look and make sure, okay, that's my kid. So you go right. take care of him. Well, church had just started. The preacher had just started preaching and the first number popped up. Boom. And my wife looks down and it's our youngest. So I go, great. <laughs> so we go out there and Jackson, who's little, he's just old enough to be in Sunday school. So like five or six. Okay. We go out. I go out to see what's going on and he's like soaked. <laughs> Just oh, so he walked in and another kid pushed him because he wanted to run through and literally shoved Jackson into that river, yeah. that creek and he fell right in it. And poor Jackson, he's so mild man. Oh, he was so just, scared yeah. and embarrassed. Oh man, poor guy. Yeah. Oh wow. That's, oh man. Yeah, and I wonder if we had that warning on the check-in information. Warning, oh, probably not. Real water. water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the thing is we want to make sure people get in value out of this podcast. Yes. And I guess kind of the lesson part of this, um, and it's not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to provide fun stuff too, yeah. like that that's easy. And if we if we've discovered something and we're not the discovery hmm. kings by any chance, but if we've discovered how to do something cool and we can pass it on to Absolutely. somebody to do, that's what we want to do. But mm-hmm. this is not one of those things, really. This is yeah. not one of those, aha, here's how you do it. You push this button and yep. this is what how it happens. This is more um, of, a, of a concept and it's basically hard work. It really is. Hard work is, um, you know, I, I work hard. I'm not lazy and I kind of despise laziness to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm not afraid of, of hard work and – I did a long time ago. I did, I think it was a video of some kind and it was talking about making it great. And I was talking about the way to make something great is you just work. Yeah. You have to put in the work. Absolutely. And ideas are a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, and I like ideas and, um, you know, man, if somebody submits an idea to me or, or tells me about an idea. Yeah. 
I'm all for that. So not, I'm not knocking that. Yes. But that's the easy part. Mm-hmm. So I have ideas too, and, and that's the easy part of it. It's making it happen. Right. That's the that's where um, that's where you step over into uh, let me say the limelight mm-hmm. of creativity. Yeah. Like the awe that I talked about earlier of like, oh, that person's so creative. Yeah. Well, maybe, but maybe also they spent hours and hours absolutely of work. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have natural talent in music. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that you do, and and I've seen you work at it. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a, a vocal run mm-hmm. or or something on the piano or yeah. the bass, whatever. And so um, it it takes work and yeah, effort, really and that's what a lot of people want the the magic the quick secret fix. sauce. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's the secret sauce right that there. It is a secret sauce. <laughs> it is, it's, it's, you know, and maybe maybe it's how I'm wired. Everybody's wired differently, but with me. Especially if I'm kind of in that mode to where you just said laziness. If I'm being lazy, yeah, or I'm not really feeling it, right? So we're obviously not supposed to be ran by our feelings. But if I'm not feeling it, I have noticed with me, and I, I'd imagine this is true for a lot of people when it comes to creativity. Once I just start, once I just do it, yes. Once I begin, whether it's a song, whether it's I'm not much of a builder, but fill in the blank. Once you start doing it and you see something begin to develop or you get that lick on the bass or you learn that vocal run or whatever, fill in the blank. You learn that thing. Those, we mentioned creative juices. Those, for me, those start flowing. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to, I want to do more. I want to go to the next one right Right, there. Yeah. And I want to build better and get better. So those juices start flowing. And so a lot of times all it takes is just, just starting. Just, start, just starting. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of my favorite things to say is motivation is a byproduct of doing. Yeah. And so absolutely. it's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you start cleaning and you, you know, you can't stop or whatever. Yes. You know? That's me. Not always, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you start, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. But then you do it and then you're like, oh, well, I clean the kitchen now. It I'm looks clean awesome. The living room. Yeah. Now I'm going to clean, you know. Wife comes home like, what is going on? Oh, we're going to remodel the house, huh? <laughs> Got a wall taken out. <laughs> yeah. So motivation is a byproduct of doing. And I think just kind of like what you said, I think creativity is. Yeah. I think creativity is a byproduct of starting. Yeah. You know, you just, just start. start. And um, okay. Last thing. I, I almost forgot this. And, and we are really running up against the clock. But um, so for years and years, I had um, – a good friend of mine, still, still a good friend. Um, I say still because he, he's not here at our church anymore. He's still in church. He's not, not here, but he, he did a lot of, he, he's, he's talented, extremely talented, extremely talented. And he did a lot of our, um, design stuff for Sunday school for, for our church, but even mm-hmm. like for Sunday school, um, we do big scene setters that are like billboard, um, canvases. And I would just, what I would do is I would kind of, have the idea I would sit down with him and I'd say, Hey, okay, here's what I kind of want. Or here's an example picture or here's an actual picture. Yeah. He would put it in Photoshop and I was like, Hey, can you, so we did uh space a couple of years ago and we had a, uh, it's 14 foot tall by 40 feet wide uh, banner. And so I got a basic space background that I wanted on it. Yeah. And then we added, or he, 
I, I just was there for moral support. Um, <laughs> he added some asteroids and I think he a satellite up in the corner and mm-hmm. I mean, it, he made it look awesome. Then yeah. we sent it off to get printed. Mm-hmm. So um, he's gone. And so I was like, um, what prompted is we do titles for our screen in church and yeah. we do a lot of advertisements in there, mm-hmm. you know, just static slides. So I went from basically barely knowing how to open Photoshop and not <laughs> knowing how to select tools, not even knowing what coming from like PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, <that>. yeah, just <laughs> nothing. And I'm a I'm on the computer a lot for work, but not Photoshop. You know, yeah. I'm like Microsoft Documents. You know, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I got on YouTube and started doing tutorials. Oh, yeah. I found a free forty hour tutorial. There you go. And I started working through it. So um, I'm not an expert, but I will say that just a few months ago or a couple months ago, somebody was here that mm-hmm. has been doing Photoshop for a while. Yeah. And they saw some of my work and just assumed that I had been doing Photoshop for years. Yeah, absolutely. And I said that I had started a month ago and yeah. I couldn't believe it. So, uh, and there's still, I, I'm not tuning my own horn. I'm just using this as an example. I just started, I dove into, I still yeah. am. Yeah. Um, I try to... Almost every day, even if it's a short or something, I try to look at something. Yes. And right now we have somebody else that's kind of interested in it. And so it's helping me. Yes. Because, you know, they say teaching is the best way to learn. Absolutely. So it's helping me by explaining stuff and having to, you know, figure some stuff out. So, well, I'll attest to that too, because our, our titles um, for our services are, they have, I haven't seen one yet that hasn't fit. Does that make yeah. sense? Like yeah, whatever right, right. pictures, I don't, I don't know nothing about Photoshop, but they, they help lock in the title. Like I remember them obviously because of the service, but I, when I think of the message, I think of the picture. Yeah. Right. And it creates that remembrance for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the art of the start, that'd be another podcast, but hey. yeah, you got to get started and just do it. Um, so I, just to recap really quick is number one it's a myth that creativity mm-hmm. is unattainable Absolutely. It, you can do it and then um, when you are thinking of, of something cool or just trying to come up with ideas um, reverse engineer something break you like break it down eat an elephant one bite at a time yeah and then hard work it takes hard work and then I like really what you said really Aaron is uh, start just start that's the key start yes, sir. all right well we are over our time oh, so uh, I think that's going to be a wrap right awesome. there if you stuck with us this long thank you thank you thank you see you on the next one